Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is our fourth episode of our series, Your Story, for the month of December. So before I introduce our guest, I just want to do a quick reminder of our most recent episode with Angela D'Alessandro, who shares her story of facing her past of sexual abuse and now is a huge advocate to raising awareness for such abuse and no longer lets her past control her. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have a superhero to all who know her. She has a degree in psychology and is pursuing her master's and beyond in psychology. Megan Gifford has one of the biggest hearts when it comes to wanting to help others overcome their past. I can't wait to share her story with you all today, Lip Talk Nation. But first, welcome to the show, Megan. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. So I want the listeners to know that you have snow right outside your window right now as we are getting ready to do the interview. So I just want to paint a clear picture for them to know that there's snow. And Lip Talk Nation, I love snow. So that's why I'm pointing it out. So I'm going to have all the feel goods, even though we're going to dive into your story, Megan. It's very powerful. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And thank you for reaching out to us as well with your story. So before we get into the heart of your story, Megan, will you tell us where you're from and really what was your childhood like? Uh, I'm from Kokomo, Indiana. And my childhood was full of different sporting events, spending time with my family. I actually did pageants for a long time, basically living life on the lake. But aside from that, most of my childhood memories are really blurry to me. I feel like I only really remember stories that I was that I was told because a big part of the way I remember my childhood is through the fact that my dad committed suicide when I was six years old. Wow. Right off the bat. There you go, Lip Talk Nation. Did you hear what Megan already told us? So she grew up in Indiana, living life on the lake, but she said her childhood was a little blurry and her father, her dad, committed suicide when she was six. So Lip Talk Nation, this is going to get pretty deep. So I'm not sure if you want to go ahead and grab your tissues or not, but it's going to get pretty deep. So when I got to hear your story, Megan, for the first time, you started it off with what you went through when you were 20. So I believe um, the listeners need to hear what you shared with me. So will you share with the listeners what you experienced during that time frame and how it affected you? Yes. So I started questioning what I was told about my dad's death, which was that it was an accident. And every part of me like believed and knew that it wasn't an accident. But I took things into my own hands finally when I was 20. I called the coroner's office and found out that it was, in fact, suicide, which I knew. But um, just hearing that finally said to me out loud 
uh, it affected my entire world just in that moment alone. First, it was just really like an uncomprehendable amount of pain, which then turned into anger and then confusion. And then somehow I reached a point of like logical understanding to something that I will never be able to get over and that I never want to get over. Um, it affects me every single day and some days and badly, but most days I've learned from my dad that I will never leave by choice, nor do I want anyone else to feel like that's their only option. Megan, that's, that's so powerful right there. I really want the listeners to understand right there. We're going to continue on, but the listeners, okay, Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that she knew something inside of her said that her father's death wasn't an accident? How many of you have had this inkling inside of you, no matter what it is? So it may not be um, a, a death of a loved one, but something and anything, knowing something was just off. So I'm really proud of you, Megan, for searching out the answers. Okay, so as we continue on, you you still went through a lot of, of stuff. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. So will you keep going in your story? So you went through anger, confusion, and then you are at a logical understanding. So what else is going on through you at this point? So I also had like a whole different perspective on faith. Um, I wasn't really that faithful before all of this, and I still don't, I have a very difficult time with blind faith, but I do have faith in many different things and the faith in the power of being a good person and being good to other people will in return, like the world will work in your favor. And um, I was able to get that perspective through understanding this. it, I really had to go through and overcome a lot of different obstacles when all of this happened because not only did I find out on my own, but I ended up finding out that several people around me already knew the truth. And that was very hurtful for me that I was 20 years old and people felt like they were protecting me by not sharing with me the truth. And so I felt like I was kind of alone in that struggle. And then it kind of turned into, I was just very angry. I was angry at everybody that knew and didn't share it with me. I was angry at my dad for doing it. And I was angry at the fact that I couldn't make sense of it. And other obstacles that I've kind of went through with that since then have just been like how deeply I can feel for those who lose someone to suicide and how big of an understanding I have in the way that it affects every single person that is close to that individual and whether or not, um, whether or not it was by choice or by something, you know, if the person had was dealing with something that was going on in their head, um, it doesn't make it any easier, no matter what way suicide is committed for the family and for the loved ones around them. So I have this like deep, intense feeling still, which I love about me, that I can be there for others who are going through this because it's taken a long time for me to get where I am with the passing of my dad. You know, thank you so much, Megan, for sharing this part of your of your story with especially um, this whole blind faith and your perspective on it. And, and of course, it's really awesome that you have faith in being a good person and just laying your cards out on the table for the listeners because suicide is such a, a taboo topic still. I've had several guests on the show talking about it because they have experienced 
someone in their life committing suicide. And Megan, what stands out to me though, is that you cherish this feeling that's still inside of you. You call it a deep, intense feeling. And I hear you, I hear it in your voice and it equals to passion. So I know that it affects every single individual. And so right now I'm going to speak to the listeners who are possibly depressed or feeling anxiety. Okay. So what happens is when you're depressed, you, you're feeding the wrong information to your brain. It doesn't mean you're not intelligent. In fact, I believe that it means you're highly intelligent and you're only feeding the wrong information. And so Megan is sharing with us what she is doing to overcome it. And she's allowing herself to feel listeners. It's okay to feel. So Megan, thank you for setting the example right here and telling us some of these obstacles that you had to overcome, especially with people knowing that had to be really difficult difficult to overcome. All the people surrounding you really knew, but they thought they were protecting you. So I know some of the listeners have experienced this as well. So now I would like to take the listeners back to your teen years, because this is just how your story rolls. And I, and I would love for you to let them know what kind of physical ailments that you faced and how it impacted your life today, even before you found out about your dad. Okay, so back in 2010, I had severe acid reflux to the point of where doctors would tell me that I was going to have cancer by the time I was 30 if I didn't get it fixed. So I had a Nissen fund duplication done then. And then in 2013, I had my gallbladder removed. And so still having complications from the original acid reflux surgery. Then again, in 2015, the surgery caused a herniation, which was a tear in the lining of my esophagus, and it caused me to lose a rapid amount of weight in a very, very quick time frame. So during that time, I was in the hospital for about 18 days, and then they finally found the hernia and repaired that, and then redid the Nissen fund duplication, which is essentially a piece of your stomach tied around your esophagus so that you aren't able to throw up. After recovering from that surgery, that was probably my most major surgery thus far. Um, Later that year, later last year, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And that was really difficult for not only me, but my family to hear that I was diagnosed with something that is not curable at this time. And then earlier this year, uh, I had a pancreatic tumor. That was 100% chance of turning cancerous if it were to stay inside of me. And that was just in August. And so I got that removed. I had 40% of my pancreas removed and my entire spleen because the tumor was wrapped around the spleen. And then after that, it was about three weeks post that surgery. And I had a seizure, which was followed up with an EEG where I found out that I'm having misfiring in my left frontal lobe. And that is in one of the same regions as where the the issues with the MS are. So I have three lesions between my brain and my brain stem. And after having the seizure, now we are speaking with a new neurologist to try to figure out if the MS diagnosis was actually correct or if it's something more extensive than that since there's this misfiring in that area also. I'm here baffled by all the stuff that you went through or are continuing to go through, Megan, and I hear still passion in you. And um, most people would look at you and think that you are fine. They wouldn't know that you had gone through any of that. So I want the listeners to understand once again that um, you can't always judge somebody by how they look. 
people often deal with silent pain. Megan, you're dealing with so many surgeries starting back in 2010 and then leading into another series of other ailments, multiple sclerosis, you have seizures, um, pancreatic tumor, and a continuous series of events for you. And yet you're still fighting. So you're such a fighter. And I am so proud of you, Megan. I am am influenced by you. And I want the listeners to grab a hold of what you are doing now. So um, is this something that influenced you to pursue psychology or what influenced you to pursue studying psychology and has it helped you in your healing process? For sure. So initially what, what, uh, wanted me to look into psychology before even knowing about my dad's real reason of passing away was that I wanted to be able to help adolescents who are in this, in this, uh, day and age are told not to talk about their feelings to bottle, bottle things up. And, um, I felt like even before knowing the actual reason, I felt like I didn't really have anyone there for me in that way, or I didn't allow myself to have anyone there for those feelings that I was experiencing. And then even after uh, figuring out that it was through suicide, I just felt even more compelled to continue on pursuing psychology because I really just want to be able to help specifically adolescents who do not feel like they have someone to talk to. Because I want every kid to have that if needed in order to prevent suicidal thoughts and to be heard. That right there is going to be so huge because I know that you're already making a difference in people's lives and it becomes a domino effect. Here she is, listeners, Lip Talk Nation. Megan is wanting to reach out to the adolescents. And that is often a group of people, if you will, listeners, that people will tell them that, oh, it's just hormones. They're raging. It doesn't matter what they say or do. They're just frustrating. And Megan, I love your heart and your soul when it comes to you want to be there for them. You want to reach out to the adolescents who feel like they don't have anyone to listen to them. And um, I'm cheering you on because that's a huge calling on your life right there. So in your opinion, Megan, how important is it to have a support system? And who are some of your cheerleaders and heroes? So I think it's hands down the most important part of life. So even times when I think I can do it all by myself, or I think that I want to do it all by myself and not rely on the help of others, it's always, like literally always, the people that support me that end up keeping me going. And I've been realizing this even more and more that like being passionate about something and seeing somebody else be passionate is extremely inspiring. And I think that letting yourself be available to that support and those passions and being inspired by others is essentially what is supporting you, like is going to support you. In my case, especially lately, um, I found that having a support system is what's keeping me here. And not that I can't do it on my own, but I want the help of other people. Okay, listeners, that gave me goosebumps. I don't know about you, but that is really awesome because I'm a huge fan of a support system because that's such a lie. People believe when they they feel or think they're alone, and then that's why they um, end up going into depression and really having a lot of, of mental battles, if you will. And so I love that that you say it's so important. It's what's keeping you going. So listeners... Don't believe the lie that you're alone. 
If you don't feel like you have anybody around you, please reach out to us on my website and we will get you hooked up with a cheerleader. Thank you so much, Megan. You have been such a huge fan of helping others. You help them overcome so much. And so you have this ability to overcome anything that life throws at you. So what are some words of encouragement that you can offer for others who have experienced either physical trauma or emotional trauma? Um, I believe, honestly, to always figure out a way in which you can look at any situation with at least the smallest grain of positivity. Because if you can do that, it eventually allows you to find positive, even in the worst traumas. And I encourage every single person to talk about what you feel and to never bottle it up and to never take on trauma alone, even when your brain is telling you to do so. I honestly feel like that's probably the most important thing. I just think that being able to do that is very powerful and it's hard. But if you can do it, and try to do it, you have to try to do it, then it's very possible. It is possible. And I appreciate you so much, Megan, for saying this, because positivity is our goal here for Life in Purple, switching the negative mindset to the positive mindset. And I love how you say that it is hard, but it is powerful and it is doable. And listeners, Megan also said, don't bottle it up. Always look at the situation with any glimpse, any glimpse of positivity because it will change your perspective. Megan, boom, that's what I'm saying. So thank you once again for being vulnerable with us. What are some of your habits now that you do to release the stress and tension in your life? So I rollerblade and roller skate like crazy, but recently I got super passionate about skateboarding just through watching a lot of my close friends be really passionate about that. So I'm working on that. And then I'm kind of a journal junkie. So I have a journal and a different journal for each emotion that I feel. And I write what I want to write in each of those. And then I go on long drives and I scream, sing music as loud as I can. Just really like taking lately, it's been like taking pictures or videos of things and people that inspire me so that I can have that tangible inspiration for those days when I don't think that I'm feeling inspired or I don't feel like there's very much purpose. Um, I look back, I'm like, you know, you have all of these things to be inspired by. I love this perspective right here. I want the listeners to hold on and to be influenced by this answer alone. So, of course, you go rollerblading, you're skateboarding, and all kinds of physical activities, which is really awesome. But this, one thing that you you talked about journaling, you, you're a journal junkie, and then you have a journal for each emotion. That is standing out to me right now because that's intense, and that is awesome. So, Megan... The listeners know that if you journal, it's a form of practicing your willpower. And so I don't know if, if you knew that or if you're, you're finding that out in your studies, but that's exactly what you're doing, which has led you to do this newer thing, which is taking pictures of what inspires you. Megan, there's tons of great stuff right here, listeners. I'm so proud of you. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story, being vulnerable with us. Now it's time to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level, Megan. We call this our lightning round. The questions are pretty simple and easy to answer. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I love it. I hear it in your voice. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Healing. 
Amen. Boom. Check that out. Healing. Love it. How do you like your coffee? As black as my wardrobe. Really? Now that is <laughs> shocking. Okay, so as yeah, black. I, got, I get a lot of hate for that one. As black as my wardrobe. So not even sugar, huh? Nope. Nope. She says nope very emphatically. Boom. Most embarrassing moment, Megan. So I'm very hard to be embarrassed. Um, I think that embarrassment is kind of a thing that you choose to do. But um, while being in the hospital for several days, um, there there was one day in particular where I'm there on like my 18th day and my body's like shutting down and I'm on the toilet for so long that I pass out. And I wake up to multiple nurses carrying me off of the toilet. Oh, my goodness. Wow. What a memorable moment, Megan. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, don't get embarrassed easily. I don't either, but check that out. Okay. Well, I know that you've recovered and you're moving forward in life. So, thank you for sharing that embarrassing moment with us. What is your favorite food? Bacon. Bacon. You and my daughter would get along very well. She's seven and she probably could eat bacon at every meal. Okay, so if you could have any car in the world, Megan, what would it be? I'm not huge on cars, so I'm going to have to go with the magic school bus for sure. (laughs) That totally made me laugh. Listeners, it's probably made you laugh too. The magic school bus. I've seen that cartoon a time or two. So there you go. Oxytocin and serotonin in that answer. All right. Final question of our lightning round, Megan. What is your favorite color? Black, but I get told often that that's not a color. So if I have to choose a different one, it's always blue. Oh, it's always blue. That's a pretty popular answer. You can stick with black. I have a secret favorite color too um, that my kids tell everybody about. So you're allowed to have a couple. So black and blue. Megan, thank you for sharing those super fun facts about you. And thank you once again for sharing your story with us. Do you have any final words of wisdom or action steps that others can take so that they can begin their own healing process and live a happier life? Uh, For sure. So I keep a handful of quotes with me at all times to reread on days when I'm feeling down. So my biggest one is like somehow, some way, you'll get through the pain today. And if you can get through it today, you can get through it again tomorrow. And another one that I've been dealing with myself in realization just within this small amount of time within the last week is to reach out sooner. So I was being medicated for my seizures and for eight weeks, I was hearing voices and having major side effects, um, not sleeping, only getting about two hours of sleep a night every night for eight weeks. And um, I didn't know how to say, hey, mom, I'm hearing voices. So I thought that I was handling it myself. And I thought that I was able to quiet them most of the time. And I was questioning whether I was crazy or not, because I knew that these voices hadn't started till the medication, but I wasn't told that these were possible side effects. So I ended up having a night where the voices got too loud and I got afraid of them. And essentially, I had a medication-induced psychotic break uh, last Thursday with multiple panic attacks in between. And this was all because I wasn't willing to reach out sooner, which 
goes completely against everything I stand for and made me realize how hard it is to be able to say something like that to your family and be afraid that you don't know if you're crazy or if it's medication. And I've learned just just so quickly. Um, I've been put on a different medication to try to bring down the side effects of that. And within that, this medication is a depressant. And I'm having side effects of the two medicines working together currently. And for the last few days, I've been in a really negative mind state. And I've had a lot of trouble trying to get out of that. Uh, I just felt really like no sense of motivation. I felt over-medicated, really like zombie-ish and um, not in the cool way. And I finally reached out uh, within the last two days and even this morning and was like, I need to cheer myself up. Everything that I usually do to get myself happy is not working. And I need to, I need to reach out. I need to be around other people. Um, my sister-in-law has been sending me countless videos of her and my nephew and to cheer me up that way and just letting me talk to her about everything else. Uh, one of my classmates is completely aware that I have three finals this week, major finals for my master's program. And uh, she's let me stay at her house and just focus completely on studying and staying positive throughout the whole thing. Because I realized yesterday that I couldn't just sit there and do it on my own because I had too many things going on in my mind and I needed to be around other people to get through that and to be able to take my final today, which I aced, and two finals tomorrow. So as far as that, um, that's really, that's really my, my action steps or my advice is to reach out sooner. Um, other than that, like dwelling on things that are out of your control will only kill your happiness. And until you can stop living for your past or your future, you'll never reach that potential of complete happiness that you can have. Megan. And, oh my goodness. Sorry. Keep going. That was just really good. <laughs> And um, so like, as far as like action steps for everyone else, this is just how I started lightly, which I think is always the way to go is to start small. And that's to uh, light a candle, turn on your favorite song and scream it at the top of your lungs. And then as soon as you're done, go look at yourself in the mirror and force yourself to smile because soon you're going to find yourself smiling on purpose because after all, you have to be happy on purpose and I'm going to change the world. And I want everyone's help in doing so. Such words of wisdom and encouragement, Megan. Lots of great information in your answer here. So congrats on your test that you made an A on and the support system that you have. I love the quotes that you shared with us, but I love even more that you you, were, you shared your story, your most recent story with us and your psychotic breakthrough and reaching out sooner for help. So I know that went against your belief system. You know how you want to cheer everybody on. You love people, but it really is hard. And I believe it, it is allowing ourselves being vulnerable in the moment that we can share with others because others feel the same way and they're scared to talk about it. So that's why I really appreciate you being on the show is because you're not scared to talk about it. You're just straight up with us. You got really great action steps and you are changing the world. People will join you. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right there, Megan. What a gift you are to others. Thank you again for being an example of the healing process for us. And I'm really, really proud of you for pursuing your passion. So before we close out the interview, will you share with us your email address or your blog site so that others can get to know you more? Yes. 
So, um, first of all, thank you so much. Um, just since talking to you, I've been so inspired by you alone. Uh, my email address is Megan, M-E-G-A-N, 3278 at AOL.com. Yeah, I still I still rock with the AOL. And uh, my blog site is, no spaces, Mood Changers for a Happy Heart dot wordpress dot com. Say it one more time. That's good. Mood Changers for a Happy Heart dot wordpress dot com. I'm writing this down. All right, Lip Talk Nation, that's really great stuff right there. And I know that the listeners will want to follow you. Mood Changers for a Happy Heart dot wordpress dot com. All right. This is amazing. You are amazing. Uh, yes, you are such an amazing young woman, and I really can't wait to see how the future unfolds for you. Thank you for being a part of this and spending time with us at Life in Purple. It's been a pleasure, Megan, having you on the show and letting the listeners glean value from your experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, and listeners, thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple. This is where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. Lip Talk Nation. If you've enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to laura at laurasbreg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.